In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, and we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. I think I'm adding more low voice parts of that. I think I'm doing like every third verse now of low voice. Bates. From 1988, this is album 70, Straight Out of Compton by NWA. What's that stand for? Uh, Outa is like a contraction for Outa, but we don't have time to talk about that there right now, Aaron. Ooh, a poor brilliant, brilliant Rob sidestepped it. Uh, listen, and, and speaking of Aaron, Aaron, I just want to, and, and you know, no reason whatsoever, just going to apologize right off the bat, let's, but let's go listen to K-Rob. Let's go listen to K-Rob. No big deal. Why? What's up, everybody? Welcome to K-Rob, K-R-O-B. Listen, we got some funky beats, but what are we going to say over them? I have no idea. Oh, yeah. Straight out of options for writing oh. these songs. I didn't think we'd be going for so long. And now I'm writing, and it's frightening. <laughs> the same old jokes that I'm a recycling. We've got a song Ooh. about Aaron with feet and Russell and all his hot deets. Matt with inflatables that he blew. But now I got to think about something new. I've done a lot about Aaron and his microwave. Or his kid when he misbehaves. Russell's date is prodigious. Get digits. He's too cheap to buy good tickets. I wish these guys would do something new. I need them to take up a hobby or two. I got an idea, but it's seasonal. I could rap about Matt's inflatables. I suppose I could do another song or two about how much Aaron loves food. Here's the problem that I can't ignore. I've already done all these songs before. I've got new ideas, and here <laughs> yep. is one. I'll just say Aaron's a peeping Tom. Around his hood, he's sneaking. <laughs> Inside neighbor windows, he's peeking. Know the idea seems like liable. Making fun of Aaron so reliable. If he doesn't like my rapping techniques, he can just do the song next week. Because I'm straight out of options. When you want to hear about the greatest options of all time. Way to express yourself. If you want to go guys and chat and then they get off track, I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Well, when I found out you're a peeping Tom, it all came together really easily. I have actually great stories about my neighbor's windows, but those will not be shared on the podcast. What? What? <laughs> well, can we start with that or not? <laughs> I nailed it, guys. No, guys, sir. Give it up for me. Just took a random shot at dartboard. Nailed it. Can you imagine you're sitting in your house, you see this big old egg-shaped head come up over the windowsill and just, just looking in? Just the last guy that should be hiding outside at night. You can just see him from so far away. Holy shit, that's our neighbor Aaron. He's the only guy with a dome that looks like that. They, they they spot him and he scurries away to go like urinate in the back corner of the yard or wherever he hangs out these days. I'm so sorry. I escaped from my garage. Uh, just kidding. His garage is still a huge pool. Uh, listen, I've got a crazy motherfucker named Russ here. Russ, how are you doing tonight? Rob, you're shining that light in my face. And for what? Maybe it's because my lists kick so much butt. My drinks kick ass. Or maybe it's because I just hijacked this podcast. Oh, uh, here we have that was good by the way no reaction here we no, have, no reaction Rob. listen I'm not gonna lie what I wrote for Matt is pretty complicated so I started reading it and I was like I have no idea what this says so I did not listen to a big chunk of what Russ did Russ that was so great I loved it thank you here and you know what Russell's bringing the energy I love it here yeah. we have someone who's when they're in your neighbor when they're in your neighborhood you better duck oh wait I misread that he has a giant inflatable duck in his neighborhood I got Matt from Minneapolis Matt how are you doing <laughs> it's a true statement not as big as my snowman but it's it's pretty big that's 
That's what you're calling it these days, huh? You sent a picture of those inflatables. I sent it to Suzanne immediately. And she said, looks really cool, but he has some blank space, so you should get some more. And I was like, oh, she gets it. All right. All right. Now I've got a brother who likes his Waffle House smothered and covered. I've got Aaron in California. Aaron, how are you doing? Man, that is true. It's been a long time since I've had Waffle House. I appreciate that, Rob. Hey, if it ain't rough, it ain't back to the better. Let's talk NWA. Nice. All right. So we are going to take a little diversion today instead of going through our voicemails. And there's no reason. Okay. Let's just We're not very- down to zero. Huh? <laughs> are we down to zero? I want to be clear on two things. Didn't get in huge trouble about the uh, Christmas card debacle the other day, Aaron. I hope you learned. I hope you learned a lesson from watching me not deal well with that uh, and get a number of texts about what a terrible husband I am. And then uh, the other thing is, yeah, we definitely are getting lots of calls and texts from the Bex line. Not a, a big deal. Them, so huh? marriage is going fine. Bex line is so full I can hardly stand it. Oh, oh. just like other than that, things are going great. But we are going to play a little air in, air out. Oh, Aaron, air out. Oh, I've been listening a while. This song is a jam, though. It is. Yeah, it's a good one. Want to hear about the crazy that Aaron is this a Dr. Dre production? So clear. You don't use it. <laughs> you know, yes, that microwave. Technically perfect. Not out of place. I forgot how good that song was. That's really good. All right, let me test my dinger. Okay, and let me That's test my sim. dinger. Okay. Are you lying down. 50%'s not bad. 50. <laughs> You'd be in the Hall of Fame for that. That's Made myself laugh with that one. That was a good one. All right. Let's see, I got past dinger joke. Okay, what do I have written down next? Um okay, so uh I've got Aaron, I've got a whole section here, Aaron. Uh, so this is a game show where we are going to guess what Aaron has done in his life. Uh, we are basically, we use this as an excuse to make fun of Aaron and what a weird guy he is. And remember, still a peeping Tom. Aaron, what is exactly going on with your neighbor's windows? You can tell us. We won't tell no, anybody. Not, not for, that is not for publication. Uh-huh. Does your wife know you have this affection oh, yes. yeah. with your own? <laughs> yeah, team oh, effort. So she's got that <laughs> Extra pervy. I can't wait to come out and visit you guys and stay at your place for two or three weeks max. It's in the past. It's over now. Yeah, but but we, could, we could try to run it back for you. Like, how pervy are we talking? Like, can you and your wife talk about it when your son's in the room, or do you have to stop talking about it? Uh, I guess we haven't talked about it when he's in the room, but uh, we could. But then he'd have a lot of questions. questions. (laughs) I just realized I can't edit any of this because I have the music playing underneath. So we got to move on (laughs) to stuff that's not about Aaron peeping in his neighbor's windows, erotically. Is it like a through the slit in the curtains kind of a thing? Or is it like a lacy one where you kind of, it's like opaque? Or do they just leave the windows? Or is it just fully open? Yeah, just fully open. One of those frosted over bathroom windows you can't quite see through, but you can kind of see through, Aaron. Somebody needs, knows more about this test style of thing than I do. <laughs> Somebody's got a bit more experience. Okay, Aaron. We're all here to be. This that was is a actually a peeping show, Tom. Aaron. We know you pretty well. <laughs> the peeping Toms with Aaron, the main host. Uh, all right. So let me ask. We got a couple questions. I've got three questions and then a free for all question to ask about Aaron. So it's going to go Matt, Russell, and me. Uh, if you get it right, you get a point. So the first question is this. Has Aaron ever played disc golf on an actual disc golf course? Has he ever played disc golf? Matt, I'm going to have you go first. Do you think Aaron has ever played disc golf on an actual course? Our lovely campus down in Oliville had, I think, 27 holes, 27 or 36 holes. It had one of the 
premier disc golf courses in America, apparently. Somebody told me one. So definitely Rosie played a round or two at Oleville. All right. So uh, I'm assuming that's a yes. Russell, what do you think? Did he ever play on an actual disc golf course? Did he ever bang those chains? <laughs> there was. I'm guessing there was some banging of chains going on at some point in Aaron's life. I don't know if he ever played when we were in college, but I would bet he has definitely played on an official course at some point. All right. I am going to say absolutely not. This seems below him. It seems like he would like the concept, but never quite got his shit together to actually go out and play disc golf. Uh, Aaron, what is the answer? Have you ever played disc golf on an actual course? I'm ashamed to say, and first of all, shout out to Matt Fausch, who I grew up with, who who has played disc golf professionally. Oh uh, so I grew up with a professional disc golf player, and I am ashamed to say that I have never played a round of disc golf on never. an actual disc golf. Oh, not yeah. one time. Oh, Rob. Yes. I, I am Lazy very ass. ashamed to say a- that. Aaron, Aaron has to be one of one people in the world that has never played disc golf, but can name a professional disc golf player. <laughs> that is a one of one. <laughs> There's no one else in the world that falls into that box. Nobody. Jack Discolis. Yeah. Dick's Discless. Okay, this is Listen, there's something there. Fred, a couple of frisbees with your friends. Uh, all right, so, so here's the deal. I've got Matt with no points, Russ with no points, Rob was with uh, one point. So right now I'm 100% in the lead. Next up, Aaron, we have to ask you check out. a question. So, uh, Aaron, have you ever seen, and don't answer this yet, dummy, have you ever seen the movie Citizen Kane? Citizen Kane, classic movie. Okay, one of my favorite pieces of cinema. Love to discuss it. Don't have time right now. Russell, has Aaron ever seen the movie Citizen Kane? Seems like every good red-blooded American should have seen this movie. But what do we think? I don't ever remember Aaron watching a lot of classic cinema when we were in college, but I feel like this is maybe something he would have been into in high school at some point. I'm going to say he has definitely seen the movie. All right. I am going to say... I'm going to have to say that he has seen the movie. I do think he's seen Citizen Kane. Aaron seems like a guy where if he would take a Friday afternoon and listen to a bunch of balloonists and their uh, depressing journal going across the Arctic on a faded voyage, uh, which I happened to see on TikTok the other day, by the way, and I saw a picture from it. And I was like, I should not know about this. I am both cool enough to be on TikTok and a big enough loser to know what this is. I'm going to say Aaron has watched it just pretty much out of peer pressure. He has no interest, but he figures he has to. Matt, what do you think? Has he ever seen Citizen Kane? Um, if you say, has he seen it? Does that mean he's watched the entire movie? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Okay, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say he made it through partway. All right. He skipped away to the end just to the Rosebud part just to kind of see what the, the whole ending All right. was about. All right, Matt but, yeah. said no. Can I, Russ can said I have no. A, I a said yes. Guess? Yeah, sure. Can I say that at one point he watched it to impress his future wife but did, wasn't paying attention because the whole time he was just fuming that he had to get rid of his microwave? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he watched this movie on his neighbor's TV through the window. (laughs) Hey, turn up the volume. Did you hear somebody say turn up the volume? Uh, Just a little bit farther, please. Aaron, have you seen Citizen Kane? Yes, I definitely watched it in high school English class. And then I did, uh, actually in high school, I think, when the AFI Top 100 list came out, I decided I was going to watch every single one of those albums or one of those movies. 
I maybe made it to like from here to eternity and didn't get any further than that. But I did Sounds watch like a good Citizen podcast Kane. to start. Yeah, yeah, I did. What I rented it on VHS from Blockbuster. Yeah, I wonder why all of us started this podcast for a whole bunch of weird list freaks. <laughs> uh, all right, so it is now Rob two, Russ one, Matt zero. So the next question for air in and air out. The final question: Has Matt ever gotten one of these right? We've played this I, I game I've like five one. times. Yeah, I don't think, I think he's I've ever gotten, gotten one, one right. He got. He definitely got one right. I got one. I've gotten one point. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, we need to spend more time together. Not good friends. Yeah. Oh, that is so sweet. Okay, part of, last part of one. It might be part of part of it might be just to kind of keep. No, oh, yes, intentionally oh. getting it wrong. Team player, Matt, team playing player. 4D chess over here. Hey, Matt, uh, you can't ever don't ever tell a listener that you're just doing a bit on the podcast. They do not like that. They don't like it. <laughs> yeah, mother-in-laws don't think you're just playing a character when you're talk, making a bunch of hotel jokes about their daughter. Uh, so here's the deal: Has Aaron? I, this might be too easy. I shouldn't have ended with this one. Has Aaron ever attempted to make homemade sushi? I am going to say 100% yes, Aaron has attempted. He got the rice vinegar. He got the scoops. He was trying to make the sushi. He realized, just like everybody else who gets that, it's a little nori out there. It's a disaster. You can't do it. It turns out there's a reason why sushi chefs uh, have to do it. So, yes, Matt, has he ever made homemade sushi? And by the way, if that sounds a lot like maybe I've tried to make homemade sushi, it was a disaster. No, totally different. My sushi was great. I'll say no, he's not attempted. Russell, what do you think? I'm going to try to go for the win and go opposite of Rob. I'm also going to go no. I'm going to say his wife is vegetarian, I believe, may not eat any sort of fish. So I'm going to say that's out. And there might be sushi, maybe like the rolls, too much rice, too much carbs. It's out. Okay. This would be for a tie, but luckily I have put in a tiebreaker. So I thought this would be for the win for me. (laughs) No, I've got, I said you've got one, I've got two. We've already been keeping score. Uh, Rosie, have you ever made homemade sushi or attempted to? Absolutely not. And it is because this needs to be left to the professionals. And sushi is not just about the fish. It is about the rice. I would never think I could make good sushi rice. Not going to do it. Leave it to the pros. No, sir. Damn it. Yeah, and I agree. Don't try because it actually is really frustrating. Even if you just buy shrimp from the grocery store, it's actually not very much fun. And then you have a whole bunch of uh, uh, oily rice that you can't do anything else with. Last one. Uh, We're each going to go through and name what Aaron's um, favorite food at Thanksgiving this year was. We're going to try to guess it. If we guess it, we are indeed no more about Aaron. If not, uh, then we both just end up in a tie. Uh, Matt, who should go first? Russell, I pick one. Uh, you should, Rob. All right. I am going to say that he's going to say some weird-ass shit like green beans. He's going to say that the green beans were the best green beans he's ever had. It's a fucked-up answer, but Aaron's a fucked-up peeping Tom. So let's see uh, what he thinks. Matt, what do you think? Real quick, before we get to Russell. I'm going to say uh, the stuffing. He, All right. Stuffing well, you, guy. you guys do not listen well. We've gone over this before. Aaron's told us what his favorite Thanksgiving is. Shit. It's, Shit. The, it's the greasy, the gristle, and the ham after they cook <laughs> the ham. He dips the bun in there. He likes letting that kind of gelatinous goo Get all mixed up. Gelatinous. <laughs> what was his favorite stuff. this time, Russell? It's what was his favorite this time? He I was trust not- Aaron. Aaron likes what he likes. He's, he likes the gelatinous goo and the, the cooked ham. All right. Aaron, what was your favorite food at Thanksgiving this year? I told you guys this in the last episode. It was the filet of fish. I ate that filet of fish on Thanksgiving Day. That was. I it. gotta give that to Russell. <laughs> Russell, congratulations! You are the winner for air. Gelatinous goo. Russell, Russell is correct. I do love scooping up the fat from the gelatinous ham, but there was no there was no ham on the Thanksgiving table this year. So, my favorite. But I gotta give a special shout out to my sister in law's green beans. They were in fact delicious. They were the best green beans. I was I've gonna had. say, if I was your fucking sister in law and you, I had you over Thanksgiving and you're telling people that filet of fish is your favorite meal, I would be so pissed at you. you 
Please prefer to give you time. <laughs> well, we ate that the day before Thanksgiving. We had a whole different schedule this year. So on Thanksgiving, I was at the airport, and then I was at McDonald's eating a filet of fish. First of my life. It was delicious. Highly recommend. My, my life seems so good right now. All right, let's get into everybody's favorite <laughs> section. It's rolling going. It's, it's, it's time to see what everybody's up to. But my neighbors had it's a very good meal. Rolling. They had turkey rolling. and stuff in it. <laughs> they watched the whole thing. Yeah. With my pants uh-uh. down. I can't wait to hear afterwards what your little pervy secret is. I can't wait. (laughs) Matt, rolling going. How's it going with you? Uh, Good, good. Um, Great. Yeah. Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Matt is not used Uh, to getting called first. It's just short short list this week. Um, I'm up to to 350. I've listened to 350. Dang, you're almost there, man. I'm getting really close, but man, it is getting torturous. About this, no, 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 extremely don't say that. Wait, wait, wait getting, we have a lot of ways to go, Matt. Don't tell us that. No, it is getting. I mean, again, we've talked about you know all of a sudden in the '90s, everybody had to do like 24 song albums, but oh, then there's like no. these interludes. You know, oh, we've no. had these interludes quit, that are coming in all. We should quit. <laughs> we made a huge mistake. We could pivot right now. Run. Literally, nobody cares. Run. Nobody has told us their favorite parts of this is the music, except for Aaron. We can move. Way to sell the next nine years of this podcast, man. I think, I think, you know, uh, you know, when we started this, Russell, Russell went out with a bang. He started, he got it. He was, you were in the lead at like 35 albums, like right away, I think. Mm -hmm. And then Rob and I were trying to keep up. Rob was doing pretty darn good. These albums that we didn't, there's not an actual album, like the greatest hits. He was putting together yeah. uh, lists on uh, Amazon music and it was great. And he'd share with me and all this stuff now, but it is, it is turning into a, a labor of love. Is that how you say it? You know, where it's mm-hmm. just, um, are we talking yeah, about Rob's I, marriage? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, she's Sorry. trying, she's trying the best she can. Sorry, Jenny. Hard to keep up with that. I thought thought Rob had more of a love of labor. She's a doctor. She works hard (laughs) to support Rob. Love of labor. (laughs) Listen, she does love me. I mean, today I was home all day. I watched a Vikings game and edited a podcast. By the way, editing a podcast did come up in another fight the other day. So we are Uh. thin ice. That is two strikes against us. (laughs) Oh, boy. Somebody else got to take over, which means nobody's going to do it. Exactly. So, So, Matt, what did you listen to recently? What did you listen to recently? Um, what did I listen to recently? You know, there gets to be some more Bob Dylan towards the oh, end. God. There gets to be some more uh, Neil Young. And, you know, we got Neil Young coming up in two or three albums Ooh. here. And that has turned into my jam, I think, you know, again. And I've been trying to figure out this, like, perfect song kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know nothing about music, the, con- the construction of anything like that. And so I've been trying to figure out, like, what the perfect song is. And I've started this list of perfect songs. There you go. Perfect. And so, uh, you know, I don't know. So I, I, I've, I've started doing what you do, Russell, and trying to pick out like one or two songs that, oh and, and adding it to a list just to try to try to, you know, say like, look, we're doing this for some reason, right? Like not just have, to get to the list. You got to have a takeaway. Yeah, don't, have a don't take think away. real deep about why we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, I mean, but you know, but, but in all honesty, I mean, it's great to listen to some of these European bands, right? And I can't name any of them off the top of my head here. I don't have the list in front of me or anything like that. So Red don't, don't ask me, yeah. Rob. Do, yeah. do, Scorpions. do, me. <laughs> what was that band? Rammstein. Rammstein. <laughs> They're coming to the bank. They're going to be at the bank in like two <laughs> weeks, Russell. Yeah. They are. You want to go? No. I got some tickets in like <laughs> no. section Rammstein. No. Yeah. But no, I think, you know, what I've got out of two things I've got. It's great to listen to new stuff. It's hard to find right. new things now if you're not on TikTok. 
and I refuse mm-hmm. to get on TikTok for one minute songs, but Bro, you know, it's out. hard to find new things. And then you go back and you just, you realize that, you know, that your classics that you love to listen to me, it's like Pearl Jam and Smashing Pumpkins and that, like, it's great to go back to that sometimes, you know? And so I don't know. I, I think I, I don't have too much left here in my rolling going this week. Um, kind of a boring week for me, but the, the thing that I would say is that I'm super glad that Russell suggested this, uh, doing this list. I'm super glad that Rob is the main host of this podcast and puts everything together. It makes one of all, us unbelievably glad that Rosie's on here to carry this podcast mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. all of the hijinks is going on. So <laughs> I know we don't get too touchy feely too often, but thank you guys for taking on this journey and it's been fun. So yeah, I sure, appreciate yeah. all. Thanks, man. I got that's one question. My, that's though. my Thanksgiving for you. So uh, that's all I got. Oh, my bad. Time. You said touchy feely. I check out the thing again. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> what's, what do you Finger. do? So when you Never need that break niggling. from the when you need that break from the list and and cleansing your ears, is there a specific album or playlist you go to? Like when you're like, I don't know what else to listen to. Is it like? Is it what what Pearl well, Jam I, album I, is it? I go to Pearl Jam Yield. Um, oh right, okay, it cool. Was from like 1999, mm-hmm. so it's kind of right in between, right after their grungy stage and kind of when they grew up and started actually just like really going after the music. So I go to that and then I've got this, again, I've, I've created this album and I, or this list in Amazon music. That's got like the, I think there's 36 or 37 songs now that I'm up to for like the perfect song. Right. And a lot of it's like sappy, really love, lovey Neil Young type ballads. The but, mean old know, daddy's got a soft side. Yeah. yeah. So, it. you know, you go, go to some of those things just to, just to change it up. But I will, be, I will be glad when I get to, f- 500 it might be a celebration of some sort Aaron roll it going how's it going with you uh, it's going great I am um, I know you you all either have uh, nieces nephews or uh, progeny and I have I'm here to tell you that I've reached in our house we've reached a golden age of parenting and life and that is Legos we are finally yes. at a place oh, where nice. Legos will engage the child's brain and hands for more than 30 seconds that's un. That's right. have, have you gotten to the scene yet where you realize how much Legos cost now, and oh, you fucking flip say. out in a yeah. Target aisle, and you're like, "What the no. fuck? I'm not paying fifty dollars <laughs> for a forty piece Lego that I know is they're going to make once, and then either here's what I did: I would make Legos, right? I had pirate ships, I had castles, I had the whole thing, and then they would just sit on the shelf for the rest of my life until I moved out. God only knows what happened to them. I should have been breaking that shit down and making like super pirate ships. So answer my first question first. I got my over here. We got this cool battleship we built. I mean, this is a visual joke, but we got a very cool battleship my son built tonight. But here's what I'm thinking. Here's what for else the listeners so, did not look like a battleship in the least. No idea. Has this like kid a ever house. seen a battleship? Oh, fuck. Like, I just looks like a treehouse. Oh, no. Like some sort of sex toy or something. Uh, <laughs> that didn't look like a battleship. <laughs> looks like a snorkel uh, you got, to me. You guys, I got to get off the podcast. I got to rebuild this thing before my son gets up tomorrow morning. I, <laughs> He'll never know. Well, just yeah, put it together. He He'll never know. He yeah. But, but uh, very excited that he will engage in them. But then also tonight, some friends stopped by for happy hour, and he was running around acting crazy. And we were like, "Hey, man, let's get out the Legos." All of a sudden, four adults, one four-year-old, sitting around drinking wine, building with Legos. Why were we not building Legos in college? Like, hold up, hold up. So you had friends come over, and you yeah, were having yeah. wine, and then you're like. Now we all four sit on the floor and play Legos with my kid. Hey, it worked. It oh my God. Th- thank God. I do not live in Oakland. I could never <laughs> fucking do this. I would lose my mind if I had to do this as like my night out, just sitting it on just- the floor. You know, Russell's opinion about sitting on the floor. Much I would need less a bench of those Legos around. 
Oh no, Russell would <laughs> step Legos on a Lego. The Legos would be fine, but no yeah. way, not on the floor. Well, we could, we could set, we got, we got plenty of tables we could set up for you, Russell. Just come on out. It's, it's a blast. It was. So Imagine nice. him saying to Uncle Russell, "Hey, this looks like." A battleship, and just the conversation that's going to happen right there. There's going to be—he's going to learn some harsh truths real quickly. Oh, going into architecture, the huh, there, big guy. Well, got- and that is the fifteenth group of friends that we've had over once. They've never repeated. I don't understand why. I don't know why they haven't come back. Yeah. Hey, hey, if you're bored of these Legos, we can go look at my neighbor's window. My leg cramps up, and I've got to have Aaron like pull me up by the arm to get to get up off his floor. I'm like One, falling, two, stepping three. on the Legos. <laughs> but you know, him showing us the Legos did answer a question: Does he buy packs of Legos? And obviously not. I can tell from that fucked up battleship you showed us. No offense, that you have been buying Legos on the Facebook neighborhood group, and you've been going out and getting Legos from parents whose kids have like moved to college and gotten yet, like a thousand Legos for fifty floated. bucks. That have you really bought that, Legos at the store? Yeah. Have you have you seen how expensive yeah, they are? Yeah, it, 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 yeah, but I mean, many it's of fun. them have been gifts from grandparents. Matt, what you got? Oh, we've got thousands of dollars worth of Lego sets yes. in our house right now, from every Harry Potter building to every like Ninjago guy. Yep. I'm trying to think of the other one. You know, there's this there's this whole thing for a while. These uh, Lego sides or something where you had like an iPad, you could hold it up, and like a cartoon would go. It, it was what? it was pretty cool because then it was kind of interactive more than anything. But I was going to say the best thing, you know, like we've now kept all of the manuals and everything. I've got a stack of them. We don't keep the boxes, but you know, the resale market because of like Facebook uh, marketplace and different place, it, it, it's wild. It's crazy. You could buy all these sets, and there might be like one or two things missing. So I'm already like that. rich. But like, yeah, yeah. Sure. But you got to say you got to say that stuff. But you know, I will say that. There, it just comes and it's just it'll it'll overtake your life really yeah. and you, i mean like you guys like have like plastic everywhere all of a sudden yeah. and it's oh, like no. you know like they'll want to display them or you know like well where do you display this crap you know what i mean like <laughs> it looks great and all that but again the to rob's point you don't play with it anymore right and right. then you kind of grow out of it and all that and, and so like i mean it's thousands of it's it's a it's a racket uh, it's a good racket for the kids because it does take up time. Then your kids get really good at it all of a sudden. And then like this box that should take like, you know, yes. three, four hours or a little bit. And like a half hour, you think, okay, here, here's your Lego set. Yep. I'm going to go watch the football game. And you guys just, and then a half hour later, okay, we're done. What do we do now? And then the, you're like, I've got a nephew like that. Who's like a fucking master builder from the Lego movie. He's unbelievable. He made a baby Yoda and it took him like a morning and we're all like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> now what? <laughs> so, Aaron, my advice is you're getting to the age where we learn that we have to buy not clear garbage bags because we were tossing oh, yeah. out so much stuff that the kids were bringing home and like giving to us and being like, happy Father's Day, that once we threw it out in clear garbage bags and they just saw a whole thing of trash going out with just their artwork stuff, and like all of their favorite all toys and dreams stuffed into the bottom next to like an old orange and they're like oh no and I was like well, sorry about that what's mom doing that's crazy why is she doing that I'm gonna talk to her she's gonna get a talking to for me don't worry about it so yeah Aaron uh, just let us know when that kid builds a Lego house that's the size of your actual house I think that'll be great uh, yeah, yeah. Russell what are you up to rolling going forgot the, forgot the bit <laughs> 71 I'm gonna get it, I think, it I think it rhymes with like the, the list or something like that the magazine or I think it's something like that there's a ranking system that goes with it too at the end turns out there's not a ton of stuff that rhymes with Rolling Stone I don't know if you've noticed that <laughs> Ro- rolling going, rolling going. It's going good. I I went out with uh, some friends. Rob, you had mentioned earlier about watching the Vikings game today, and this actually brings up a kid question for you guys. I went out with some friends, 
and hadn't seen him in a while. And two of them have a younger son, about one years old. And they decided they were going to bring their son out to us with us to the bar slash restaurant. And they made it the whole time. And their kid was really well behaved. But I was wondering, like, what is was your guy's style when your kids were younger? Would you ever bring your kid to a restaurant or a bar for like an like a three hour period? And how would you expect that to go well? We used to bring Amelia out when she was in like a car seat when she was that little. And we would we were in New York on vacation once and we went out and it was the best place because the restaurants here are so loud that they would put us in the back. We would put the kid under the table in the car seat and people didn't even know we had a baby. It was great. Now, more recently, I bring the kids to work with me sometime on Fridays and then we go out to the bar. And so I'd have to bring them to the bar with all these teachers and we'd go out and I'd just give them an iPad and my phone and I'd have until the battery ran out to have a good time. We really looked out for what. So how old were these kids? I, it, was, it was just one kid. It was so it was six adults or five adults and then one one-year-old uh-huh. kid. Boy, that's such a risk. Okay, one-year-old. So we had a good yeah, we had a good run when he was one because we didn't turn we mostly wouldn't use screens in the house when he was awake until he was about two. So then if we went out, what about the screens bar, on the window at the neighbor's house? Do you count those or not? That was it. That was all he got. Aaron, 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 Aaron took those out when he figured out their alarm system too. So I like how this has evolved, by the way. So if we went out, if we went out to a bar and there was football or basketball on a TV, he'd be transfixed. So you could just hang on. You could just hang on to him. Like one's pretty okay. Once they start moving, you're kind of, you got to start figuring out some strategies for entertainment. Did you, what did you, what was your initial thought, Russ, honestly, when they brought this baby into a bar? I was worried it was going to be a disaster and they weren't going to have any fun and they were going to have to leave like a quarter in, but they did a great job and they did a great job. At one point, uh, one of the parents and the kid kind of went and took a break and sat out in the car for a little bit and and took a nap or something along those lines. They they were pretty flexible with it, but I thought it was going to be a disaster and I was relatively surprised at how well it went. Matt, how about you? Did you ever bring your kids to like a bar or restaurant when oh, you were, they were younger? Absolutely not. No, no, no not even close. I mean, like, you know, we would go, we would go with, you know, just Sarah and I would take, you know, but no, let's get to a bar, man. we Come on. probably had too many experiences where it was like, what the fuck is that little kid doing? Yes. You know, why are yeah. they here? And, and, and maybe it was a lot of times too, it'd be like at night, it'd be like, and uh, I know some people here, their kids stay up a little later than others. So, you know, there's no judgment here on my end but like for us. It was like, oh my God. it's like 10 o'clock at night. What is your kid you know, doing out at a bar kind of a thing? Wait, what? You know, things like that. And so. I don't think that was directed no, at me, was it? was. No, no, not at all. Um, and so, you know, there's different, there's different parenting styles. There's different levels of chill, right? About letting your kid, like mm. we were at a bar one time and one of Sarah's friends, must have been two, but all of a sudden just took one of the knives, you know, that you got on the table and just started banging the water glass. And then it was a glass and it just shattered everywhere. And it's like, well, no, fuck. What do you yeah. think was going to happen? Kind of, you know, things like that. So <laughs> absolutely not. I mean, now Russell, I got a question for you, right? Mm-hmm. Like you volunteered to like hold the, hold the kid for a little while. Right. When the, everything was, re- oh, when he was a little restless face. so that, look at so face. that mom and dad can, uh, you know, just have some time alone. <laughs> you, know, you don't have any kids and you don't have to go through oh. this. Okay. I did not offer oh, this time, although I have held them in the time. past because they've, you, yeah. they usually do bring them out. I think they, okay, when they go yeah. out, they bring them with and That's when she was pregnant. Own, but- I offered to examine her. That's helping out with the baby. I think. <laughs> oh, Wait, what? oh, no, huh? <laughs> no, but the best move, the best. You don't move, have to I worry. Mean, Talk to the size of a Pringles can. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's an OB joke. Obscenely funny. <laughs> The uh, the best thing to do though, Russell, is you take that kid like the first when the kids 
like Nailed it. No, no issues. The thing's just silent, right? You're like, hey, well, let me hold him for a little bit. I'll walk him around the bar and you guys just have your beer and enjoy it. Because <laughs> you know that eventually, like, <laughs> kid, kids don't last, you know, for an hour, hour and a half to get hungry. Yep. They take a shit, things like that. You know, like something happens or they get a little bit ornery or whatever. But you take care of that kid when it's nice and calm. And you walk around, you get your 20 minutes in before anything else happens. And then you're good for the rest of the night. You know, and everybody thinks you're a saint because you're the, oh, yeah. Look at that. You I, I'd rather go to errands and drink port wine and, and play with Legos or whatever. <laughs> oh, over there. Yeah. I don't know. We didn't have any port wine. We went, we, we were, it also helps to be regular because we went to the same bar often enough, like most Mondays or Uh-oh. Thursdays. Uh, when my son was like between Tuesdays, 18 months yeah, and two years, there's like some a, Sundays uh, in there too. There was some like Sundays of, in like there. One too. of the Friday, servers would just Friday. scoop him up and take him up to the bar. And he like he loved watching the cocktail shakers, yeah. and so like we, you know, like a surfer would come by and be like, "Oh, let me take Wallace up to the bar." So if you, you know, if you get to know the people, it I helps think out that too. the idea, Russell. Now, Russell, did you have a date with you? No, not at this one. It was it was oh. two couples and a kid, so it was just yep. me. So I didn't have I didn't have to impress anyone. I didn't have to act no. like I wanted to hold that kid or anything. Fuck holding that kid. I, I'm taking back Matt's smart comment of the week. That is dumb as hell. You should not. Single guy at the bar should not be offering to hold a baby. It's weird. Sorry, Russell, yeah. but it is. You cannot be holding the baby. Can't be doing it. Yeah, Only when, he, when he knocked the women. when he knocked the fork off the table, it was like, "What the fuck, man!" But like the fork's <laughs> yeah. supposed to stay up here. <laughs> like these restaurants are having a hard enough time and not having to do the dishes multiple the times. Goes on the left, on the, not yeah. the right. It goes yeah. on the left side, yeah. not the right. Yeah, that's, that's your. <laughs> that's not the right fork for the salad. Russell's like, "Have you heard about these chargers that they're doing? Is this a tip or is this not? Because I haven't been leaving a tip. I'm not sure that the baby's like goo goo gaga." <laughs> I'm going to push that button whenever I think it was a joke. And maybe you guys didn't understand it. It was a joke, but goo goo guy was a joke. Not really connecting to anything, but Rob rolling going. How's it going with you? It is one of my favorite seasons of the year. And that is that it is hot chocolate season. Yes. And the reason is I don't really like hot chocolate. It gives me mind bending diarrhea. No good. Could go through a straw at that point. But what I do love about uh, hot chocolate season is that my visual, by the way, Yeah, why are you putting it like why are you putting it right. through a straw? Well, okay, so There's I used to work for yeah, Russell. Guys. I apologize. This is the worst. <laughs> I apologize. You can't Russell. open it. I did used to work with a guy who said I could shit through a screen door and nothing would touch the metal. <laughs> and I was always entranced <laughs> by that idea. What? But I couldn't I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to say that whole sentence. I thought it was too gross. Well, I'm glad you didn't say yeah, that. So. I'm glad you kept that to yourself. Yeah, Again, glad you proud that of me that I didn't yeah, say that. Choice. Like I feel like I should get some credit for that. Oh, no. Classic. I'm sorry, you feel that. Classic way. move. Yeah. But the reason I love it is not because I especially like hot chocolate. I don't. But my girls detest the way my wife makes them hot chocolate. They think it's the worst. And I revel in it all the time because Jenny will make a Swiss Miss hot chocolate out of the package. And she says, she said this once. Okay. And I almost called the police. I almost called the police and like CPS on her to get the kids taken away. When she said the packets are actually made to use with water. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Who's, who's using those packets with water when you have <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do. No, we have a milk frother. Yeah, it's, it's, we have a milk right frother there. at home. I am putting whole milk Sick. into that frother. Oh I am heating up the milk. Cheese. I am putting the chocolate in there. I am milk putting frother. a little bit of marshmallow on top. The kids love <laughs> my whipped cream. or They love the every, everything I do with the oh. hot chocolate. They think it's great. Yeah, oh, and there's a little whipped frother. cream on there too. Yes, Russell, that is how you do it. That is special. And my kids know that I'm superior. The only other thing they think that about me is actually two things. My grilled cheese or my mac and cheese. They won't let my mom make it. They think I do it best. And it might surprise you. It's because I add quite a bit of butter. And then uh, my grilled cheese, they also have liked, but that's kind of dropped off. Is there anything you guys do better than your significant others that it just, you just 
you just are so proud of, you can hardly stand it. Make bad decisions. <laughs> Make bad decisions. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, that goes without saying, Russell. Give my kids four hot chocolates a day because they like the way I make it is also a bad decision. It's not good. I make a mean uh, pan of bacon, I think. Yeah. Nice. You know, that's a, that's an oh, art. Yeah. And I think it's an ever evolving yes. art between the temperature and the time and the, you know, like I've, I've started, I've started putting the bacon. I, I put it on 425. Yep. Put it on a tin foil on top of a cookie sheet so that you don't have to deal with cleaning that shit up afterwards. But, and then I put it in when it's about 315. I put it in there and let it kind of start getting oh, oh, yes. before it gets up to 425. Oh, you're baking it. Yeah. Brilliant. And I think you get it get it cooked, but you don't get it crispy because it doesn't go too hot. Oh, yeah, it comes up. I've been pan frying it. Hmm. Hmm. Too much yeah, work. You bake it's it. hard to get it even. Yeah, the oven is oven is the best I might place have to switch that up. You guys are nearly as fat as you should be giving me this kind of advice. This is <laughs> this makes me think I may be drinking too many hot chocolates. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that frother that's that you've a, got that nobody else has. Yeah, Jenny thinks it's acceptable to do micro, bacon in the microwave. I'm like, no, no, no. We're not we're not getting up on a Saturday and like dealing with bacon in the microwave. That's like a workday emergency. Is it? Does that work? Is Unknown. That never had it. Yeah, no, it's possible, but it's not. It's about it's about horrific. the worst way of doing it. I always Uh-oh. thought that was the worst way of doing it too, and I tried it once or twice, and it was it wasn't the the end of the world. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't the way I would go, but it, it wasn't a disaster. Oh, it's a sad sad state of affairs. Aaron, what about you? What do you do better than your Oof. wife? Man, nothing anymore. I used to be the best egg scrambler in the house, but Anna made eggs this morning that were better than mine. Use the mat method. Did she shake the mat method? Did she put them in the Tupperware and shake them up or not? I've done it. I've used it. I'm doing it too. It's not the. It's not. It's not the emulsifying the eggs that's the issue. It's the cooking them to the perfect temperature low and slow, low, way you know more right side of right Aaron, sides you're of curd. Two things. Yeah, you are she, a fucking genius, and you are lazy as shit because you have convinced your <laughs> wife that you suck at everything and you can't do a goddamn thing. She does everything. She drives your ass around. She's making you eggs in the morning. God damn, that is so smart. Oh, she's way better at me. That's like me sweeping the kitchen. I'm like, oh, I don't even know how to do this very well. She's like, get out of the way. I'll just do it. I'm like, okay, over whatever. there, people. That window and tell me I mean, what I'm, you see. Go over there, keep in that window. <laughs> tell me what you see. I guess the one the one thing I can do better is when my son's awake for hours at night, I can sleep on the floor in his room. <laughs> there you go. She can't. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> yeah, Jokes yeah. On me. Don't worry, honey. I'm way better at that. Oh no, what a disaster! Steve, you don't wait shit. a minute. <laughs> All right, let's get into nobody's favorite part of the album. It's the album. It's time for it's nobody's the favorite part of the show. Let's whatever. It's the a favorite album. part of the show. Or whatever. Oh, Not really paying attention. Think about Aaron looking in that window. It's too funny to me. Really, I mean, really, he would stick out. Like, if, if you guys could see Aaron's face. By the way, Matt, can you share that list of songs with me? Would you mind? Perfect songs, yeah. Yeah, I want to see that. The head popping up into the window would be hilarious. Like, I'll show, oh. like, it would be my head coming from the oh, side. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, like when the head just pops in, that would be too much. I'm picturing it's like an egg coming up from the bottom. You know what I yeah, mean? Like you, just see this, you just see this big bald dome and then these glasses look over and he's like, it's pervy time. <laughs> uh, did you hear somebody say uh, it's pervy time from outside? Dr. Dre started in the world-class wrecking crew with DJ Yella, an electro dance group where Dre made the beats, wore sequin jumpsuits and danced to the music. But they always looked up to the more hardcore sound of Public Enemy and Ice-T. However, they didn't have the money to put together the group they envisioned until in walks Dre's old high school classmate, Eric Wright, a drug dealer from the neighborhood that went by the name of Easy e 
They picked up a local rapper named O'Shea Jackson, but who would go on to pen most of their lyrics under the name Ice Cube. Easy E and Dre were making money by renting out studio. You know, texting me during this, man, is very distracting. I just got a text with your list oh, on it. It's very, very distracting. <laughs> Forgot you're reading it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who's, who's multitasking during I was like, the podcast? Oh, soft chill sounds. Uh, Easy E and Dre were making money by renting out studio time for rap groups with Ice Cube writing their lyrics. One group no showed, and with the paid studio time looming, Dre convinced Easy E to try to rap the latest Ice Cube song, Boys in the Hood. Easy had never rapped and was only able to do one line at a time, but as with his street smarts and unique high pitched sound, Dre knew this reality rap, as they called it, was an instant hit. With the addition of MC Ren, they continued to talk about life in South Central LA, including drugs, gangsters, and the ever-increasing police violence that was essentially legalized to stop crack cocaine. For many people living outside of urban areas, this music was their first glimpse into the world of the modern gangster. They were banned by MTV, radio stations, and police refused to work security at their concert. But there's no stopping the new form of rap from the West Coast. The media ended up calling it gangster rap, and let's listen to the genesis. This is Straight Outta Compton by N.W. A. And here's Straight out of Compton, which, by the way, I, I'm not going to play the intro. It might go. be one of the greatest intro of any album that we've heard so far. But here's a little bit in. Well, what kind of track is it, Rob? Oh, Aaron, you wouldn't believe it. This is a hardcore titular track. Ooh, it's been a while since we had a hardcore yeah, it's opening, an opening titular track, too. That's, that doesn't <laughs> oh, happen all that often, does it? Much. That sounds like something Aaron would see through a window, an opening titular track. Huh? <laughs> no, thanks. It's unbelievable. How? Because I think I'm of the age where Ice Cube to me is kind of the actor, like friendly guy I see, and then to hear him fucking go off on this album, I'm a crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube. Like just that anti-vax sellout, well, playing himself on a listen, daily basis. He's got some, uh, you know, yeah. Do 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 you think that's great? And do you have the Ice Cube as number one shirt on right now? Yes, you do. Okay, we get it, Aaron. It's a scandemic. I had to edit out the last five minutes where we talk about how much you love Ice Cube. Listen. <laughs> Yeah, there's not much that rhymes with vaccine. I think that's the main problem that he has right now. But to listen to him on this album where he is so angry and so like great, like this is this is to me is it's just unbelievable. Yeah, the long stretches in the latter half that go without Ice Cube start to really suffer. Yeah. He's the he's the strongest oh, voice. One hundred percent. Doctor Dre still hates this album. He said that the he said all the choruses he didn't know what he was supposed to do, so he just kept scratching the whole time. And uh, MTV actually, this, this, so this this record kind of started underground and got bigger and bigger. And at some point was being played on MTV, the video for this, and they banned it. And they were so worried that it was going to be a major setback. But this is still the first rap album ever to go platinum, selling like a million copies. It's a, it's a juggernaut. When was this, 1988? Yeah. And they recorded it for like 10,000 bucks, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it was just like. The fact that they were able to do this with with the time and money they had is But look astounding. who they had in it. I mean, Easy E, right? Who ends up to be a businessman over everything else, not really a rapper at all. And then all of a sudden you have Ice Cube yeah. and Dr. Dre and Prince Arabian, Arabian Prince. <laughs> My so favorite Aaron, rap it, name ever. Aaron, Arabian is this in the era when there was yeah. sampling going on and no one's getting paid for anything on this? Like you see over and over on this album, there are samples of major bands, major songs. On every track, like, was this at the point where they weren't paying for this or not? Yes, it was. In fact, I was just reading up on this album today in Ben Westhoff's book called Original Gangsters. And he talks about, um, I'm going to get this wrong, but I think it's Charles Watt, uh, Charles Wright and the 103rd Street rhythm section. Is that quite right? So uh -huh. the original uh, band that did Express oh, yeah. Yourself. 
It's Charles Charles Wright. Wright. Charles Wright. Basically. And yeah, basically when he heard Express Yourself, he was like, this isn't even a sample. This is just them straight up covering Mm -hmm. my song. And he went to Ice Cube about it and eventually got paid. But initially, no, they weren't paying for samples. But I did read that Dre was really into bringing in live musicians so that he was doing interpolation rather than samples. And so he kind of skirted Live musicians? Thunder crashes. And a new mother cries. <laughs> her placenta falls. Hey, what rhyme with placenta? Matt couldn't wait to jump with his placenta. Line, he was ready with that. <laughs> I will say, what was the what was the guy's name, Aaron? That did the uh, did the uh, Express Yourself song, Charles Wright. You know what's crazy about him? What he did with the money? What he did with the money? Oh fuck! What he did with the money with this that he won in the lawsuit? He went with his brother and invented the airplane. A lot of people don't realize that that guy who did express yourself also invented. <laughs> that's that's Wilbur. We know the brother Wilbur. Yeah, it's Wilbur and Orville. No, fuck those All guys invented the airplane. <laughs> Wilbur and Orville. Can you imagine some guy going Orville going like, I'm going fucking crazy. You go fucking crazy, Orville. You fly that plane. Like, give me a break. <laughs> what are the odds that Charles Wright's brother Orville also invented that popcorn? That's really oh, good. It's a hundred percent. Guys are right? nuts. Crazy motherfucker named Orville. <laughs> I invented an airplane. Edited in something good there. Something sortable. Without rhyme.com open, my rapping skills go down very quickly. But I think I mean it's interesting to know where all of these uh players come from, right? I mean, you got Easy E who was a legit drug dealer, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Just hanging out in the crowd and everybody knew him, and he's got this yep. great voice, and it wasn't a rapper, but I mean, he's what everybody remembers outside of Ice Cube. And Ice Cube was, you know, I don't really know Ice Cubes, where he came up. Um, I think they just, did they find him in high school? I mean, I don't know, where where did they come up with Ice Cube? He was from South Central. Central. So not, he was the one who was not from I saw Compton. a great thing with Ice Cube where he was talking um, about how it was the busing into the rich suburbs for school that really got him to where he is because he got so angry that he saw everybody was. Yeah, didn't he? I think he went to high school with Kate yeah. Hudson or somebody. Yeah, he, he went and to he, like a. Wealthy he actually got school. a college degree in architectural drawing. <laughs> but I think I think Ice Cube was the one who was really into rap as an art form and as a a craft. So he was in his buddy's garage trying yeah, to learn. Dr. It, yeah. Dre was like in a legit boy band, right? Doing it. I mean, more, oh, yeah. more than anything. And then yes. like a DJing parties and everything. He was kind of a boy band party scene kind of guy, right? right. And, you know, before getting into yeah, this. Yeah, the world class record. Can, can I ask one other question about this group? How come MC Ren's got multiple... He's on this album a lot, but no one ever talks about him. How come he's not mentioned as part of this group more often? Is it just because he didn't become as famous as the other other guys in the group? Or why was he not as as famous? Or why is he not talked about like the other guys? I think you nailed it. I think the answer is in the question. I think once these guys disband, he might have had a solo album on Ruthless Records after this. But I think once NWA broke up, he didn't have solo success. Mm-hmm. And he, you know. At least on this album, I think he's got some good verses. I want to ask yeah. you, what's a better name, right? Dr. Dre or MC Ren? Dr. Dre is going to be a fucking star. I don't care what you say. That is a great. It's so good that there are literally like five Dre's in hip hop and they're all pretty good. MC Ren, not not so great. Wait, let's hear Let's hear Rob name the five. Well, there's the there's Dr. Dre, there's the DRE that was in this album as well, which is very confusing to me. No idea what's going on. That's. That's yep. the DOC. Oh, that's that's what I need to shut Rob down. This is where we do our, our role play. And then there's also the guy who hung out with Ed Lubber. 
3000 thank you very much let's talk about what's the next track called fuck the police let's talk about fuck the police so this is fuck the police this is MC Ren right here I like this song yeah, he sounds good. This is again, you gotta give you gotta oh, give go. respect to James Brown, right? There's multiple James Brown samples on this. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, you got some James Brown drums, you got that saxophone squeal that public enemy used a little bit too, a similar sound. This was so good. I love I love this song. I I I just think these first three thongs, songs on this album are so fucking good. They're so strong. I think fuck the police. And what's is a great crazy song. about this song is of course this is the one that really got him in trouble and kind of set the groundwork for what we had later with Ice Cube with his America Kaka album or however you pronounce it. There was only one radio station in the entire world that would play this song. It was a radio, it was was a radio station called triple J out in Australia. Of course we all know triple J we're big fans. They're actually kind of a sister station to K Rob. We like them. Um, But they, they had somebody (laughs) in the government who said that they couldn't play it anymore. And so for the next uh, day, they played express yourself by NWA 82 times in a row. Nice. It, It made me think, what if, I don't know, maybe somebody who was pretty cool and smart and also funny made a list. Oh, uh, son of a bitch. And of the <laughs> top <laughs> songs that have ever been banned. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, this will be cool. And I know I what you're it. thinking. Every song yeah. is by a band. No, it's not that kind of band. Okay, again, it's band? Uh, no, it's band. Yeah. Were there songs, songs in Huck Finn? By the band that have been banned? No, you're thinking of the <laughs> Like a lap band for people that have to lose weight. Yeah. Yeah. John Popper, number one lap band guy. We love it. All of a sudden he's thin. And everybody's like, yeah, who cares anymore? We want to see a fat guy playing our harmonica. This guy sucks. All right. The first song, probably the original that song, band. song that I think of when I think about songs being censored. And that is uh, two live crew. Uh, how do I say this? Me so horny. Me so horny. This got oh, up to right. number one on the rap charts and 28 on the billboard, even though it was played on almost no stations. I do like that this is kind of that gives gives us a, a view into what else was going on in hip hop at the time. This kind of like electro Miami sound. It's very different yeah. from what Trey It's so was funny because when you listen to that song now, it is so tame in comparison to what we're used to. It's it's, it's not, not bad. bad at all. Yet in Broward County in Florida, they were actually prosecuted for obscenity. A federal judge agreed with them. And if you were a record clerk back then who sold this album in that county, you got arrested. Uh, now, the best fact I have about Me So Horny is that uh, Two Live Crew minus Luther, the main guy, Bill Luther, Bill, what's his name? Luther Campbell. Luther Campbell. Luther I was going to say Luther Vandross, and I was like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> Who's Bill Luther? Luther Vandross was what? not in Two Life Crew. I was yeah. like, I am pretty sure this is not another. Um, now, that is a crossover that should have happened. This is not. Luther Vandross and Two Life Crew. Is, I wish this, this is not. A, this is another Wilson Phillips, Will, Wilson Pickett situation, I think. But they redid the song called uh, Bill So Horny when Bill Clinton got. <laughs> In trouble oh. for lying. <laughs> <laughs> that's just good. That's but just I won't regret my half my life because I did not pull Bill so horny for this podcast. What a disaster. What am I doing? Why am I even here? Uh, the Who, next up, The Who, My Generation. The BBC banned this song for this right here. No, not this. No, that's a one one where you didn't stutter. The BBC actually banned this song. 
Because they thought, yeah, they thought that the song was being mean to people who stutter, so they wouldn't play it at all. Wow. Well, that's actually, that's kind of reasonable. <laughs> I don't know. That's like, that's like, yeah, you shouldn't make fun of people who stutter. I, I saw I an know. interviewed once about why he did it. And he was like, oh, I just did it once and then it sounded okay. And it's, I've never liked it. I've never liked it in the song. It makes the song weird. It's like, it's a good song. Why do you have to add that weird shit to it? Next up, David Bowie, cool. Space Oddity. Oh, this was banned? What did this get banned for, Rob? This was banned in the U.S., USA, number one, because this song was rushed out before the very first moon landing. And United States... This came out before? Yeah. United States did not want to have a song about a guy dying in the cold depths of outer space right as brave Americans were attempting to walk on the moon. Wink, wink. You know what I'm talking about here. Did they really? Outer space. Uh, Walk on the moon? Yeah, maybe they did. They didn't want to have a song about how astronauts are getting killed, although it's an awesome song. Whereas the BBC... Like the song so much that they played it under video of the moon landing, which is awesome. I mean, as well. if you were to listen to these so far and you were to say, like, which one do you think you if you were going to be in charge of banning one, one a song or album out of the four we've listened to, which one would you say? Yeah, maybe that's going too far. Well, if that astronaut was so horny, I think that would be a big deal. <laughs> yes. <but> he wasn't. <laughs> yes, that would be a bad like they're showing him up there floating around. Yeah, he's just doing things he's not <laughs> supposed to be doing. Uh, Houston. Yeah, Miso Horny is not even the most, it's not even the dirtiest Two Live Crew song. Russell and I used to listen to some Two Live Crew that's way yes. dirtier. Can you imagine walking into the door? And here's Russell and Aaron uh, playing uh, playing some video game probably and listening to Two Live Crew. <laughs> I don't know. I don't recall Aaron and I ever listening to it in a dorm room. I believe we may have listened to it in like a, like the two or three times we'd ever been to a gentleman's club in our life is what I remember. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> okay, never mind. Take back what I said earlier about you guys being real weirdos. My bad. Next up, we have Loretta Lynn with The Pill. Now listen to the lyrics right away. They might sound a little familiar. And oh, no. me. oh my gosh, Loretta, I can't believe you said 69 me. This is a song called oh, The Bill. <laughs> and this was all about how much she loved being on birth control. Oh, because she could go out and... Yeah, and she said that I get to do whatever I want because I'm on the pill. And of course, country music stations went berserk. Didn't play it at all. It was totally banned wow. on country music. However... Man. It was her highest Ball charting move, strong pop move. song ever. It became Loretta Lynn's, one of her most popular songs, totally banned by the country stations. And a lot of people think it was that's such a it was after move. her real life because she did have four kids before the age of twenty. So she thinks that they think it was kind of a personal oh, song as well. Uh, I think about that all the time, actually. Okay, gonna edit that out. The part where I don't want my <laughs> oh, kids no. to actually I thought, exist. I thought, editing I thought, that out. I thought maybe country station just had a problem with blood thinners or something like that. They're like, we we don't like that people are using too many blood thinners. Can you can you tell me why has that song not been reappropriated for Viagra? What a great song to play for Viagra. A song called a country song called The Pill gives me a boner just thinking about it. I mean, that's so American. Can you think of anything more American? How do than we that? know it? How do we know it hasn't? I mean, how many does Viagra still advertise? They must do just like direct-to-consumer stuff now, right? They're well, I mean, if you really want to get into it, I think they lost the, the the time where they were the only ones that could make it went out the window, right? So now you have all these knockoff Viagra ones. Ooh, don't try that. Yeah, but if you save some money and you only get mostly hard, like, that's good enough, right? 
<laughs> really hard. Like if you're taking true Viagra, like straight to the dome Viagra, yeah. you get like painfully hard. You'd be like, oh, ah. you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like so hard. Cause I think just the right amount of hard is perfect. I think it's too hard. It's like, oof, don't like this. And then, and the knockoffs, you don't have to seek medical help if it goes on for six hours, yeah. right? Like oh, that's no. just part of the natural side effects. <laughs> Yeah. It was just binary, yeah. one or zero. I didn't know there was Doc, anything in between. It feels I, like I wrapped just, a rubber band around my finger and then left it there for like three hours. You know how that feeling is? Should it be feeling like that? That's too much pressure. Yeah, you're going to have to come in. <laughs> come in what? All right, next up. Speaking of coming in things, we've got the last song that was banned on a ton of radio stations. This is Donna Summer. Oh, yeah. This love is- you. Love to love you. And in the 17-minute version of the song, Time Magazine calculated that there were 22 simulated organisms. Or, this is my it, greatest okay. shot you can on say the it. podcast where I can yeah. talk about this. I set this up specifically as the last one because I wanted to talk about the word orgasm. And I said organism. God damn it. I'm a big fan of amoebas, protozoas. <laughs> there were 17 amoebas, organisms. organisms. Raccoons. <laughs> Amoebas. I love that. Is that, that, is that an organism? So there were 17. There were, fuck. There were 22 orgasms. She came 22 times during the 17 minute song version of this song. So just listen. Good for her. She named oh, 22 yeah. different kind of oh, organisms. What, what year was this one? Uh, 69. No, I don't know. Oh, so we're talking 10, 15 years before the Axl Rose, the Guns N' Roses one, right? Yeah. She right. says that she yeah, recorded this least, on yeah. the floor of the studio with all the lights out because she was so embarrassed to be making all those noises. But there we go. That is another. That's a pretty great list of a lot of list. band songs. Great list. Great I'm list. not saying I'm going to go get the lap band of that list, but it's a pretty good lap band list. John Popper would be proud of that list. Shout out all the organisms that had a hand. By the way, great list. name for a Viagra knockoff bill, John Popper. Great name. I'd buy a oh, giant yes. popper right now. Absolutely. Gangsta, gangsta. That's what they're yelling. Oh, we get we get an early appearance of the West Coast whistle there. Oh, yeah, I heard it, Aaron. Like most of this. And there's Easy E. I mean, this is diamond in the back. So this is a huge part of why they're so successful, right? Is that Easy E is so that the sound is so distinctive. His voice. It sounds like your little cousin who's like running around and wants to play with you, and you're like, uh, I don't. know. I mean, I think there's definitely something about it. Like, then when you see what he looks like, he's just kind of a little guy, right? You know, like right. these other guys, these big, tough guys that, you know, you kind of expect to be a gangster. He's just got this little guy who's just going off on anything yeah. and everything and has got the most vulgar mouth there is kind of a thing. Like, I mean, it's just, it's kind of like a car wreck. You just want to see more, but. Yeah, it has some I, I honestly sure. was really worried putting together these songs today because I tried to, there's, there's some words and stuff I try to skip when I'm choosing samples of the song and I was like, Oh my God, you know, NWA, like it's going to be so hard to do any song where easy E is not present is 1000% cleaner than any song. <laughs> it's like, he's, I'm going to smother your mother and make your sister think she loves me. It's like the greatest. This was the early days of just people saying shocking shit on record. It just wasn't happening that much. And he pushed the envelope. This is ain't it. If it ain't rough, this is a solo MC Ren joint. No swearing whatsoever. Right. 
See, I like the MC Ren songs. I thought they were good. I enjoyed them. I, I did this. Why I didn't get why he's not as famous as the other guys. We have to do some research. I don't know why for sure. I mean, and some of this stuff can always be business stuff. I think I, to me, half of it is business stuff, right? I think half of it is. I mean, this whole album is you wanting to hear Easy E just swearing and calling women bad words and things like that, right? And then you come to songs like this, and this is about as vanilla to me. As yeah. they come on That's the album, true. And the, you're the like, MC Ren parts are usually there's not a lot of foul language. There's not a, there's less violence and some of that stuff than I think other parts of the album. Right. Yeah. Right. And some of the other guys stepped out of the, in the group, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Ice Cube definitely just put it all out there. And at these concert, he was out front, just, mm-hmm. you know, he was the one he was kind of in front of everything where I don't think MC Ren ever really like found his spot in the spotlight. But that to quote sense. Alanis, I mean, isn't it kind of ironic that like the most progressive songs on this album are by far like the least <laughs> progressive stuff coming out of their mouth? Like it's the stuff they're saying is terrible, but those first three songs sound like what rap you're going to hear for the rest of the 90s, right? To me anyway, as being more of a West Coast fan. But then you go back to this and it feels more like you're kind of taking a step backwards. I don't know. It feels almost a little too old school. Well, I don't want our I don't want our listeners to turn off the podcast right now, but I read MC Ren himself said the tracks 3 through 13 on this album were filler. Whoa. He felt like <laughs> yeah, like MC Ren said tracks 3 through 13 were filler. And like he's got some hardcore spotlights well, on those and, and yeah, he's like nah, and he, he, I'm not he's like the solo artist on two of those 13, two of those 10, yeah, right? Yeah. Huh. Right. Yes. But you, you bring up a good so point. I think Rob. they put a lot into those first two. Go ahead. Matt. See, you bring up a point though, right? Like Yeah, I do. Song number four, what do we just listen to? MC Ren, you know, like that's what you would hope like a rap song or rap album would be like, right? But that's what's acceptable. What what he's doing is acceptable. What was on track one, track two, particularly track two, Fuck the Police. I mean, that was just such a, you know, a black man in America coming out and saying fuck the police was such a huge monumental mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah. and uh, Run DMC had some of this stuff in New York, things like that, right? But like it was such like a mind-bending, how in the hell is this happening kind of a event, right? That I mean, like, you know, what can you do beyond that? I mean, yeah. what, what, how do you step out from that? Uh, you right. know, from the cultural implications that that sure. had, you know, and everybody was going, what everybody was going through. So I don't know. I mean, that that's it's kind of tough to follow. It's a tough act to follow. I think. that's true. Right. Pushing the envelope happens slowly and anything beyond those first two tracks. If you, you couldn't have made a whole album like those first yeah. two tracks would be too scary. Uh, what? So, guys, this next song, Parental Discretion is Advised, is has DOC, who is a behind the scenes lyricist. A lot of people are actually calling him no one could do Dr. It Dre. I've heard lately that a lot of people are actually saying the that. DO, yeah, I mean, when the, when the DOC shows up, number one, you hear immediately who wrote all of Dre's rhymes. So now you know who wrote yeah. Dre's rhymes on this album. As soon as DOC shows up, this voice is one of the greatest in rap history. And he would have gone on to bigger and better things um, if he hadn't had uh, the health issues that he did. But I do think, yeah, when, when the DOC shows up, uh, it, it, it perks my ears up. For- on Next- this song, I heard that Easy e he doesn't drink the brass monkey because he likes the beat funky. Well, guys, I do, on the other hand, oh. I do like the brass monkey. So I'm having, have you guys ever had a brass <laughs> monkey, a brass monkey before? Uh, no, no, absolutely no, not. not. And I, I don't know if I've ever been this excited in my life. Please okay, tell us so, what is in a brass monkey. So the brass monkey, there's multiple Please. different versions of it. One version of it that I think uh, was very popular back in the 80s was Old English, the 40 of malt yes. liquor yes. with orange juice. Oh, right. half, okay. half malt liquor, half orange juice. 
Wasn't oh. gonna go get. Ooh. I wasn't gonna go pick that up tonight. Didn't have time to do it. <laughs> Didn't have any orange. But juice. it turns out you'd have to drink so much. Your belly. Yeah, would be so I wasn't sore. gonna do that. But I looked, and there's also very. There's a number of other ways to make a brass monkey, and one of them is vodka, rum, and orange juice. So I made tonight a brass monkey, as you can see here. Ah, yes. That sounds exactly like a concoction you might have mixed for me 20 years ago, and I would have been barfing well, the next Well, day. when yeah. I tell you what I had to put in it instead of orange juice oh, there, no. you'll probably want to barf, too. <laughs> tang, I, so I did not, tell I, me I did it's not tang. have Please any orange juice. Please tell me it's juice. Tang. You put so, come on. Come on, I got to admit, this is a twist. I thought for sure I was like, oh, I know Russell. I know for a fact Russell has all those items in his house. He has to. He has to have the rum. He has to have the vodka. We've seen that. And orange juice. Yeah, I'm sure he has orange juice or had. I mean, he went out today for God's sakes. He definitely planned ahead and stopped at the store and got some orange juice. Turns out I did not have any orange juice and I wasn't going to go buy any. So instead, I substituted Powerade Zero Citrus Peach. (laughs) (laughs) And that hits at the 10,000 to one in Vegas. So it's, it's vodka, rum, and Powerade Zero Citrus Peach. It's a little more carb-friendly than the other version with the orange juice. But you're pre-loading on your electrolytes, so you're going to feel great yeah. tomorrow. That's I great. love the idea of an ad of somebody, they're training, they're running up mountains, they're lifting weights, they're getting to the top. They run across the finish line, the camera's turning on, and he goes... Thank God I had this brass monkey. <laughs> they drink it. They're like, ah, this got me through all my trading. Power brass monkey. Oh, Russell. So, <laughs> you peach Gatorade, by the way. Is that from like 10 years ago? What the fuck is going on? I don't know. That's what I, that's what I had in my house. That's what the orangest thing I had. That's what I oh, went with. Peach Gatorade. Oh, my God. Thank you, Russell. That was you know what, and and, so good. and I honestly I could see why Easy E doesn't drink the brass monkey. It's not very good. <laughs> it's not a good drink. <laughs> Funky monkey. I can't believe it. Yeah, he's just in there with the forty freezing his balls. He doesn't need the brass yeah, monkey, right? He's like, this needs more old English and less peach flavored Gatorade. Not a thing I even knew existed. Honestly. Uh, all right, now we have a remix. Is that a time machine moment for Easy E? <laughs> Goes back. Easy gets in his six four. He probably like shit. I got to get out of this rap game too. I thought dealing drugs was bad for me, but it turns out this is actually way worse. I cannot be drinking brass monkey with a Powerade in there. Oh my god! So NWA had a posse cut, and one of the songs in there was Eight Ball. So here's a remix of that posse cut song. Yeah, I think it's impressive that several of these tracks on this album are remixes, Mm -hmm. and. It's their first really big album. I know there might have been one before this, right? But they're already doing remixes. The idea of him putting a 40 ounce in his lap and it freezes his balls, it made me laugh so hard when I heard that the first time. I was like, this is so fucking brilliant of like, yeah. I think it's so smart. I mean, if the sun's out and you're trying to roll in your convertible, like you got to do something to cool your cool your guys down. Boom, 40. Makes sense. I love that idea. What did I see it once where somebody was wearing cold underwear to like help their sperm count or something? <laughs> it was in a movie or something. And I remember thinking at the time like, that rocks. I would love to have like just freezing cold balls all the time. I think it'd be fun. Freezing I feel like draws. I can move faster. I wouldn't be so encumbered. You know what I mean? Like I could really, I'd be a little bit more agile. if Those are all tucked away a little bit. You know, like, or if he really, if you, if you had to like really take a really big monster deuce, yeah, you know, like know. after having God, like, you guys just cold, can't get enough of this. Cold, <laughs> cold toilet <laughs> so paper bad. afterwards. I oh. mean, like what a, what a it's that be great. It's gotta, I just, my whole body, I want to be cold. I think it's what I want. All right. Something like that. 
This is the first uh, Dr. Dre rapping on this album, or the first one we played. But the reason I want to play this for you is there's a second clip here where they do something very strange, which is Dr. Dre and MC Ram rapping at the exact same time, which you don't hear very much. No, you don't. Just straight up. Rosie and I, of course, have been working on rapping at the same time. So let's begin right now, Rosie. I was walking. I was walking down the street. Just looking for some, some feet. feet. Nice. I peeping in, in the windows, windows, trying to keep my nuts frozen. Froze. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fucking genius. How are you not doing all this? How are you not doing these parody songs? That was so fucking good. Oh, please, listener, somebody put a backbeat to that and play it. Well, it will be our opening song from now on about Aaron walking down the street looking at windows, making sure his nuts froze. Anyway, here's some shitty rhyme compared to that. But listen to this at the same time. You don't hear this very often, do you? No. It's so weird. No. It's so this strange. sounds like 1983. You know what yes. I mean? This sounds like one of those boy band type party albums, you know, where they're going together like that. I don't know. That it just seems really old. But you don't hear a lot of boy yeah. bands say suck your suck our suck our dicks together at the same time. Like you that's not a lyric you can just say suck hanging out together? with a friend like, like rapping. It's, it's a, suck them and then like, it's like, like it's so hard you high five, I'd be like, bro, we're gonna say suck our dicks together. Like we're gonna say that at the same time. You really want to do that. Listen, listen to this. Can't I don't I just don't think you can say that at the same time. Right um, during no. a song, I mean, because what are you no, gonna do? Go over to a concert it. and high five yeah. each other during that time? Too much. I mean, that's probably what they did. I don't. I mean, I haven't seen them live, so I would know. Did you guys hear at the very end the Steve Miller band <laughs> yes. sample? They do. They do that on more than one song. Did you hear don't that? Guys, that? that was so yeah. cool. He does it a couple of times. Rob, go to the that end one of the song. And, the, and when he when end? he drops in, maybe it's on eight ball. Yeah, I think it's on eight ball where he drops in Marvin Gaye doing "Let's Get It On" because it's like Easy E's driving around listening to. Well, there it was right there. Oh, yeah, there, was. Had, there was. Yeah, I was like, yeah. wow, that's crazy. I would have never guessed that would have been sampled on this album. Now there's some fun ones. Yeah, definitely there's some fun ones in here. Yeah, express Pretty yourself. Cool. We talked about this a little bit earlier. They got in a little bit of trouble. Oh, this song is a jam. Do you guys like it? Or you said you've stuck with the first three songs. Like, this is my favorite song on the album. I just enjoy it, I should say. I'm not saying it's the best. I'm saying I enjoy listening to it. The other ones are kind of hard to listen to. I think it's like, yeah, you lay down this bass line and these these drums, and then you get some decent rhymes over it. It's Mm -hmm. it's a fantastic song. I can't understand how Ren would say this is filler. It's great. You're going to say that song's great, though, with that express yourself in the background, no matter what, right? That's part of the song, yeah. There could be a bunch of kids playing on a piano, and you'd just be like, hey, I still hear something very good here. I mean, the song is... Yes. Amazing. The song is really good. What's interesting about that song is that's the one where Dr. Dre raps about how much he hates weed, and then it gives you brain damage. Right, yeah. Which is wild to think that, like, what four years later he's going to come out with the Chronic, which is like the Chronic. How every Midwestern kid ever was like, "Hey, I should be smoking weed all the time." Like, this actually looks like it totally rocks. And you're like, but I soaked my joint in gin, and now I can't light it. I don't understand how this Chronic thing works. This is all it's too much. <laughs> Russell's like, well, I didn't have a joint, I didn't have gin, so instead I took a match <laughs> and I put it. In- <laughs> Lit it in some citrus peach. Yep. Zero, no carbs. He's living that. He's living that lifestyle. Uh, all right. So Compton, 
Compton's in the house. This is another remix. Compton's in the house. You know what? Aaron ruined this song for me last week. Aaron talked about how he didn't like the like the drum machine on Atlantis. And when I heard some of these songs, I was like, whatever this drum beat is or this sample, it just seems a little artificial. It just seems fake to me. And so I did I didn't like it. I I was Aaron ruined it by saying he didn't like the drum machine last week. Way to go. Oh, I apologize. I don't want to mess up anybody's enjoyment of music. That's the opposite of what this podcast should be doing. Yeah. I apologize to my listeners. Yeah, Aaron loves music so much he Rob wants to look listeners. at a diary of a balloonist going over Antarctica. <laughs> and the one thing I loved on my balloon was my drum machine. Aaron's like, oh fuck this guy. I hate this guy now. Uh, <laughs> it just it just got to be it got to be too much, but Ooh. I went in some variety on the LNS. No, we're not going back in time. It, it has we have to go forward. Hey, if you've here. noticed, if you've noticed, none of us this year have been like, hey, should we do a Christmas episode? Because we're all like, shit, we gotta get through this list. Now we cannot wait. We cannot do any more fucked up episodes. We're not doing any like weird Christmas episodes. We are moving through this list. We're gonna be doing like Rammstein that comes out at Christmas or like fine fuck it who cares we, we cannot wait anymore if we had to do a christmas album or a holiday album every year that means matt would have to spend like an extra four months with us oh. throughout the course of this that's just not gonna yeah, apply that yeah, is not efficient at all not gonna work for i matt. did i saw no. a billboard came out the list of the top christmas songs and i was like no fuck you i know what you're trying to tempt me to do we're not gonna do it <laughs> i've already talked about mariah carey my thoughts on that uh it, Ooh, that snowsuit i ain't the one i was shocked with how little easy is on this album does he say poop butt? But does like what does what does Ice Cube say there? Does he say poop butt? Rewind it. No, it sounds like like a pool butt. I think it's a poo butt. What's he saying? P o o h. What is that? Like Winnie the Pooh. I think because it's that is that the story? Did I dream this when Winnie the Pooh would get stuck in the hole going into his house, and then different animals would come up and insert things into his rectum? That is, I think, Are what he was dreaming? talking about. <laughs> I think that was Elf because he, he had the shave rectum, right? And he was like, Mona. Like Elf. <laughs> the cats. Like the cats, right? Oh, oh if, if Russell's getting into the butt jokes, we have gone too far. We, That's we are turning off. too much. Eeyore, more like Meor in my rectum, please. Do you guys ever, like, do you ever think about, I think Ice Cube has been married for quite a while, or maybe he's divorced, I don't know, but like, can you imagine if you had made a song like I Ain't the One, and then and then you get married, and you like, does, you, does your wife ever ask you, like, Oh, are you only happy when you're going up in it? Like, what do you, how do you, how do you come back <laughs> yes. from making this your persona? I think you make a lot of money and people will put up with it, right? It's a very rich dude. I, I told you guys this the other day. My wife and I had a discussion, right? She said, would you rather hang out with your friends or, and specifically talking about Suzanne, by the way, she's like, I feel like you'd rather hang out with your friends than your family. And I go, yeah. I don't think we talked about it on the pod though, Rob. I think this might be a mistake. Yeah, you're, no, you're, but you're I said, yeah, no now. shit. I would much rather hang out with my friends and my family. I see you guys. All the time. That's anybody who says that they'd rather hang out with their family is craziness or you don't have good enough friends. Like you got to pick that up. Yeah. If she said though, Hey, would you rather hang out with my friends or be rearranging these guts? You know, I'm back in. Oh, I love God. my family. I think it's fun. Oh, I don't want to be all Ice Cube's got a great point. Do you guys think I lost my way there in the middle? I didn't. I remember what I was talking about. And I came right back in poo style. Okay. Oh, don't. I'm not calling it poo style. We're not calling that poo style. Don't say that anymore. Stop saying poo style. Because I had piglet more like stiglet, but I stig it. Stig. Oh, no. Stiglet. Stick it. Something like that. (laughs) There's something there. Matt, I'm kind of curious. What do you think of Ice Cube as a rapper? So some of these, he's, you know, very intense. He's like got big things to say. 
But some of these songs at the end are kind of slow. Like the tempo's a little bit slow. Did you guys get that feel on any oh, of these? On yeah. uh, this last one and then Dope Man coming up, it was, they felt slow to me. The album literally feels like it's running out of gas. Like it's just like, woof. Listen, we cannot pay these drum beat bills. We have to lower the drum beats. We got to take down the BPMs. Maybe shows a little bit of self-awareness. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if Ice Cube is the best like, you know, he's ang- he's an angry rapper, right? But I don't know if he's the best like quick rapper that I've ever heard. I don't mm-hmm, know if, sure. if there's any too many quick songs by ice cube that i can think of off the top of my head but you know this mm-hmm. is kind of his pace Got you know it. when he gets his message out you know he's very articulate compared to a lot of rappers that i've heard you know like and, and he's got a lot of very good things to say so i don't know i think it's just a little maybe it's a little bit of self-awareness on his end to just stay in his lane and so that's, that's a good thing if that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah. yeah i think the other thing to remember about cube on this record is he's only 19 so sure. he's really when you hear him do his verse on straight out of Compton or what he does on fuck the police. Uh, he's like, he's just starting to scratch the surface of what he's capable of. He's really just learning the craft. And so, yeah, when he gets into death certificate and America's most wanted, it's going to be more fully realized. I remember my joke. Oh when yeah. You, oh. you asked Rob, I, you know, I don't really like it when we take jokes from a long time ago and, and bring them back. Yeah, I don't know you really you asked thing. how he comes back from this, right? Like, you know, you get married yeah, and all yeah. that. You know, I think a, a good approach that I've heard some people do when they're trying to like actually hide who they are, they just say that they're a persona on a podcast and <laughs> no. they're a character that's not actually who they are. And that's what they tell their in-laws. So maybe he just, maybe he can just tell his wife and his future in-laws like, you know, I'm just, this is just a character on that, on that rap album. Do you think that would go? That's smart. Do you think that would go over? I don't know. I was going to say, if Aaron's playing a persona, there's no way he invites people over, makes them sit on the floor and plays Legos with his kids. That's persona only. And speaking of things a persona would say, Christopher Throbin. Christopher Throbin. Dope man. Dope man. Oh, that was a good one. (laughs) Don't want to sound like a dope man. This sounds so old school to me. So like... Run DMC kind of. Don't get high off your own supply. Yeah, it's fully entrenched in the 80s rap. Just like when I made a bad set on the volleyball team. Quiet on the set. You know, that's how Jenny and I met. He's playing uh, intramural volleyball. And it really said that, I think it set the tone for my marriage because not only was Jenny much better at volleyball than me. She's like a very, actually a good volleyball player. She was also in charge. She was like the setter. So she's kind of like the quarterback on a volleyball court. So she was in charge and like would boss me around and tell me where to go. You like that. I, it turns out I liked it so much that I'm here 17 years later. Okay. <laughs> and she still doesn't set it up for you, does she? Yeah, there's less spiking and more kind of. Uh, Barely getting it over the net. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm trying to think of something. Yeah. <laughs> more. Not enough bumping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not enough bumping is the perfect joke. I have nothing to add to that. It's so good. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's that's so good. Something to dance to. Now, this I, I I can't just play this. We have to talk about this. So there was a member in the group named, and of course, the greatest rap name of all time, Arabian Prince. You know right. who he is. You know what he's about. He's a motherfucking Arabian Prince. Okay, <laughs> makes total sense to me. What a great name! Somebody's just like, "Hey, you're an Arabian Prince," and he's like, "All right, that's a great nickname." That's the name. God, that's what it is. If I could get a jersey right now, I would get something with Arabian Prince on the back. It's just perfect. You can do it. Nothing could. We'll call up around. Joe from Woodbury. We'll get it done for you. This is like when I got the ice hockey shirt, right? This is like when I got drunk enough and I ordered a ice hockey shirt, Nintendo ice hockey, and I got a shirt with just a picture of the 
skinny guy, that's a the good medium one. guy, and the fat guy, and it said ice hockey underneath, and it showed up in the mail, and I was like, who the fuck ordered this thing? This is great. I love it. <laughs> Turns out that was Drunk Rob who did that. Um, what what did you guys pick when you played ice hockey? Did you pick the skinny guys, the middle guys, or the big fat guys? If you picked three middle guys, you're a psychopath, and you should never <laughs> be allowed. In any, that's like playing on the lake floor with your... Adult friends with Lego shit. Two, two big guys, two big guys, guys, two little guys, and then one middle guy. One middle guy. Maybe, maybe you switch up for three little guys and two big guys. But I was a, I was a two-one-two guy. Oh, I like that. Medium free. Awful. I'm going all the way. I want the freaks. I want like the big and the small. I want them out there moving around. I can either outskate you or I'm going to catch you and bash your head into the wall. Those middle guys, nothing to do. Okay. And I was always a check. All right, so something to dance to. This is actually the Arabian Prince, greatest name of all time. This is their Electro. The plan was this is what the album was going to be, right? The other stuff, the gangster stuff was going to be kept underground. This, when I talked about Electro with Dr. Dre, this is the group he was in, popping and locking with this music. Just listen to how this album ends. It is a wild fucking trip. This blew my mind. This was what was going on at the time. So wild to me. I mean, I enjoy it. Yeah, I, I think this, I mean, you had to make songs for the dance floor back then. I, I bought a 12-inch uh, by King nice. T, who is another famous rapper from Compton. And it's got, it's called Diss You. It's got one track it's got it's a 12 inch with six tracks on it which like never happens anymore mm-hmm. like bands out there make some remixes for the people so on this 12 inch it's one radio edit of diss you and then it's like five dance remixes like that's what you had to do at the time so it was just how you how you had to include something on your record for the for the dance don't you floor. listen to like this it. record and be like listen guys if we thought that song was good like a year ago we cannot have that on anymore is, is like arabian prince is that like their cousin or something like what's going on here no, I think he was a full-fledged member of the group. You had to do this for the for the business because you had to do something for the dance floor. That's so crazy. If you were going to sell records. You know, I got a, a... And maybe they really liked it. I got a 10-inch version of this record, but I got some of that uh, knockoff Viagra stuff and it got all the way up to 12, so... Uh, <laughs> 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 also put that on a jersey, by the way. I'd also put that, so I don't know if my taste maybe is in question here. But I would Rob, Rob, anything you can buy at a gas station, you do not need to go to a doctor for if it goes on too long. You can get it at a gas station, you're good. They do have at my organic store. It's like a really nice grocery store. It's really great. And then right when you get up to checkout, it's like, you know, it's like goat sex pills. And you're like, wait, what? And it's like condoms extra studded. And I'm like, is that, we're you trying to get, we're going off road here. Like what's going on? Why do we, why Russell, do we I think that that deserved the uh, Russell smart take of the week or whatever it was. So that was pretty good. Anything at a gas station. That would be, that would be my first smart take in like 70 yeah. episodes. <laughs> we made it. I, I I don't have a Russell so smart sound clip. <laughs> we don't have that, do we? It just does not. Uh, a too ironic. It's so strange. <laughs> Listen, this is album seventy. Okay, seven zero guys. We are into our seventh generation. If we were a person, we'd be old. Think about it. Uh, knowledge dropping knowledge on you. Uh, Actually, still that, technically the, the end of the sixth decade right because like the zero doesn't count as a podcast knowledge no when my kid was young i say oh my child is zero years old because i did not i refuse to talk in months yeah okay okay and they'd be like what your child is walking around i was like yeah they're zero years old i go by years i'm american thank you very much <laughs> listen is this 7d okay and i know what you're thinking is this an air airplane is Mackin on an airplane he's flying first class in 7d 
No, 7T. This is a number, okay? This is where the album is. Is this album a rolling well toned? If we were in a balloon over the list and we're looking down, okay, we're looking and we're saying, oh, where is 70? Where's 70? Oh, there it is. It's NWA uh, straight out of Compton. This is right where it should be. We've done it. This is a perfect balloon experiment or whatever they did over the Arctic. Is this a rolling bone? This album should have been way higher on the list, okay? Now, of course, much like if you lived on the top of a mountain to go up, the numbers also, uh, to be higher on the list, you would have to have a lower number, much like if the address at the top of the mountain was zero, and as you went down, uh, the numbers got higher. So think about that. And Or is this a rolling uh, groan? You did not like this album. It should not be at number 70. Okay, You think it should be lower, farther back on the list. Okay, We should be getting to the other ones first. This one just doesn't belong to be here. What do you think? By the way, can I just tell you today I was editing a podcast? And I got to this section where I explained the rating system. I was so bored. I was listening to it. I was like, God, shut up. I just get going. So I do the bit. I detest the bit. Nobody likes the bit. Nobody thinks this bit is funny. I think Sarah, my wife, my wife likes it. She, she's, she's impressed that week after week, you can keep coming up with these new ways of describing it. And uh, yet you we still. You're stuck. You three talk of to us, your wife yeah. about this podcast, Matt? That's sick. I, no, she brings That's it up sick. to me. And I say, you know, Sarah, I, I'm more than this podcast. We yeah. got to find other, <laughs> you know, can we talk about our everyday lives? I've got feelings. You know, you're my person. I need to talk to you about my feelings. So That's weird because yeah. earlier I edited you out saying you'd much rather hang out with your friends and your family as well. So <laughs> I was going to ask Matt when she asks you a question, do you start talking a lot? She's like, who the fuck is this guy? She listens to you on the podcast and you don't say anything. And then you come home and you're just yeah. a little chatterbox or what? You you should say table that question for the next okay. time we've got a wives episode because <laughs> right. I think she would, you know, I think she... I, Frankly, I think she'd like it if I talked a little bit more around the house, too. So, yeah. <laughs> Maybe she just needs some salsa. She just has to be like Russ. She has to directly say, Matt, what do you think of this meal we're having right now? That Matt gives us a little thing. Yeah. And then it's okay. Uh, all right. I don't know. My, my, my inflatable poop looks a little bit low out there. Something looks like it's losing air. I got to go. I got to go patch the fleet. Better go out there. Aaron's sitting in his couch looking in his window. What? Uh, and that's a callback to like the last episode. That's a way callback. That's a double callback. Back, 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 it's back, callback back. to a callback. Ask your wife, by the way, what she thought of my Christopher Throbin bit. All right, Matt, rolling, uh, not rolling, going, <laughs> Jesus Christ. What did you think of this album? Rolling well toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? I thought it was rolling groan. I mean, if you're talking about the influence of NWA, um, clearly they, be they belong in a bunch of lists high up there. I think if you talk about a couple of these individual songs, you know, they belong in more of like a song category, you know, top 100 songs of all time or most influential songs. But as an album, I mean, I just think there's so many more uh, song or albums that just talk from point eight, you know, from the beginning to the end that do so much more than this album. This is a album of one or two songs um, and, and that's about it. And after that, like we said, it's filler. But uh, so I, I overall, I thought it was rolling well groaned i mean rolling groaned i i don't know so be I don't lower on the anymore. list means a higher number ask yeah. your wife to explain to you she'll enjoy the conversation aaron what did you think rolling well toned rolling bone or rolling groan man shit i was all ready to call it rolling well toned because of its influence but uh matt is 100 right it's really just the two songs and those two songs are absolute stunners and they change the course of not just his, not, not just music or hip hop, but but politics mm -hmm. in America and racial relations. And, yeah, yeah, they're absolute, um, you know, milestones in culture. And um, 
launched a thousand movements, but um, as an album, uh, we didn't even touch on the misogyny. That's just yep. awful to listen to. Uh, and a lot of these tracks just don't really hold up um, sonically. So I'm going to, I'm going to call the album uh, rolling grown as well. You know what? You know what song launched a thousand movements is this one. Oh, I'm dancing my electro dance, guys. I'm at the club. What do you think? That's a thousand movements. <laughs> like, how do, you, how do you dance to a, with a girl with this? Like, how do you dance with somebody that you're trying to impress? How do you dance with a girl? Period. I'd like uh, that would be that sounds wonderful. I tell you, the, the, well, we're gonna have to get uh, Suzanne back on. She can tell us. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like that famous uh, Willie Nelson song. You're always on my grind. Oh. Sounded better. Yeah. Sounded funnier, man. Yeah. Russell, what do you think? Save me. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'll be able to save you with anything at this point, but I'll give you my. Is, wait, hold on. Yeah. Is it time for the ranking? <laughs> yeah. Is that saving yes, you or Russell, not? You came through. Right, yeah. Yeah. I got it. Yeah, he I did it. Got he did it. it. He still got it. Right. He's confused or he's making weird ass drinks. He still got it, folks. Don't worry. I thought, I thought there were a handful of songs that I really liked. The first couple, like you guys said, I like the MC Ren tracks more than you guys. Express Yourself, I loved. I think this was, you know, essential to gangster rap, very important from a social perspective. But Aaron kind of mentioned this too. Uh, some, some of the misogyny, the violence, there's stuff in here that I, I think is just kind of hard to listen to. I know it's important that some of it said, but there's some of it that's just, it's kind of out there and it's, it's pretty rough to listen to if you're going to listen to it over and over. So I, I had a hard time going back and forth with this, but I think if, if your album is good enough where they need to make a movie about the album and about the group, then it's important enough to be to warrant being high up on the list. And they made a movie about the band. They made a movie about the album. So I'm going to say this is rolling well-toned, even though it's not one of my favorites we've listened to. The correct answer, by the way, is rolling comp tone. Guys, oh, yeah. as a kid I growing up coming. in Minnesota, if you had asked me to name four cities in California, Compton definitely would have 100% been on there. I, it was It's such a huge part of us musically like trying to understand the world around us and then getting like, once you got past the chronic and Tupac and all that, I think if you were a real hardcore West coast hip hop head, you got into NWA and it really like showed you the way of where this, all this gangster rap was going to go. It's so big, not to mention all the stuff you've mentioned with like the, the LA riots. And now even we're still talking about it with police brutality to this day. Next up, we've got a classic reggae album. That was actually recorded in England. And I think that would have sounded a little something <clears throat> like this. Hey, don't look so worried, Aaron. You look so worried right now. I'm, I'm excited. Oi, governor. Ja lives or I give you a taste of me nooks. This is with Exodus what? by Bob Marley. That was my uh, reggae oh, album. Not the worst impression. Can we get another one of those impressions for their closing jokes? I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. Oh my God! Somebody stuck a hundred-acre wood up there. What? That's where Pooh lived. Oh, it's also the Viagra I've been selling on the side, on the website, on the back to oh, no. What? <laughs> on the description, are you going to put Winnie the Pooh so that all of a sudden you get all of these kids and families that are <laughs> searching for the Winnie, the Winnie the Pooh podcast, podcast. and they come across okay, this? It's time to take your Winnie the Pooh vitamins. Honey, no. <laughs> Parental discretion is advised. That's the 100 acre wood. <laughs> see, see if Aaron and his son can make that with the Legos next time, huh? <laughs> 
No, son, that's way too big. You have to make it oh, way smaller. Oh, that's a weird joke to end on, but oh well. I'm <laughs> 